I watch film, but I'd be honest, I mean, when I first started watching film, I was just watching the game. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the UK Packers podcast. As usual, I'm your host at NFL on Twitter. And of course, follow the group at UK Packers. And of course, of me old buddy, me old pal, at Ryan Peacock NFL in the studio. Mr. Ryan Peacock, how are you, buddy? That was an incredible... That was almost a sexual voice that you opened up with there. That was very sort of... I don't know. I felt like it was... uh like late night love type radio program you were opening up i got that vibe and i just rolled with it i don't know i'm in a bit of a in a bit of a sexy mood maybe oh well do you know what i'm in an excited mood and do you know why oh go on because it's the first can we call it the first christmas show oh we've rolled into december it's the first christmas show the first uk packers christmas podcast jesus we're gonna have to add in christmas bells hold on wait i get the sound effect hold on there you go. Check it out. Look at that. Isn't that nice? That's lovely. Is oh, that lovely now? It's good, isn't it? Yeah. We, we, we can't keep these bells going. Let's let's hold on. Let's let's cut the bells. Yeah, so uh, we're, we were there with bells and the whistles on uh, for the Eagles game. We smashed them. Nice segue. And now we're coming up to the old Texans and this is our Texans preview podcast. I feel like we've, we've got into it quicker than we have before. You know what I mean? Usually we have a banter about your drinking problem. Do you, do you want to rewind it then? Well, what do you want to talk about? Have you got on to tell the listeners here that you've done for the week? Uh, do you know what? It's a short podcast week as well. It's only been two days. What could you have done? It is. It is. Well, I, I'm going to say this again. Second podcast in a row, no beer in front of me. So, That's, I, thank you. Do you thank know what? You. I said to the listeners that we we're going to have an intervention. You know, that we we're going to have to assess this drinking situation. And it seems to have got through. I think that we've got through to you, Ryan. You've seen, you know, the, the brighter side of life. And maybe you've picked up a harmless gambling addiction instead. Uh, no, I'm not. I'm not a gambler. Not a gambler. No, codeine um, addiction I, on the El Salpadine, Ryan. No. No, nothing. Nothing. No, no, no medical marijuana. Nothing. So the only thing you're addicted to is the Packers now. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, and those uh, those beautiful Irish dulcet tones. Oh, well, here I am. So come on, let's talk some Texans. I'm excited about this game. I'm excited about the prospect that tonight, and um, probably by the time people listen to this and I get it edited and out is going to be the wee hours of the morning so maybe we'll be uh, cognizant of the fact that the Vikings are going to get smashed in their home in their home stadium are you confident that the Vikings are going to get clobbered by the Cowboys tonight uh, and people are going to see the instant uh, impact of this prediction again they listen to this podcast uh, yeah well definitely I, th- I think what what's to stop the Cowboys at the moment I mean there's, there's literally nothing is there yeah. Would it would it overly surprise anybody if the Cowboys could win out the season, go to the playoffs, continue to win and win the Super Bowl? I mean, they they are that good. Yeah, do you know I what think though? They can do it. It's it's stopping the run. I think if you can stop the run against them, which we couldn't do, if people can find a way to stop Ezekiel Elliott, um, I think they'll have a chance. And look, yeah. all of these teams and it it sets it up nicely, I think, for the Vikings to do something in this game. Uh, call me crazy. Crazy, but I think it's it's one of these games where they beat them, and then you're like, how? How did they beat them? What the hell? And you have people out there putting their mortgages down on the fact yeah. that the Cowboys are going to win, and they don't. It's just one of those creepy games. Sam Bradford's gone backwards, which he's done before. He started off seasons well. He's done good things, and then he's sort of gone backwards. Their receivers seem to show their, their receivers seem to be full of potential, but can have quiet nights. Um, Corderell Patterson, for example, seems to have gone backwards. Uh, over the last couple of years, um, it's it's I don't I don't know. 
I, I would say this one is going to be one of the most one-sided Thursday night games we'll see. It should be, and everything positive. Even to the fact that um, Mike Zimmer is not going to be on the sideline. Ooh, had a keys to Bobby Mark. Uh, because he's out with an eye problem. Sorry, it just makes me always think of that song when you say that name. Mike Zimmer? Yeah. What song? Uh, Ooh, had a keys to Bobby Mark. Who am I? <laughs> no? No, I don't know. Zim Zimmer? Must be an English thing, isn't it? Uh, don't worry about it. But, just, um, just, just in my head. <laughs> just in your head, and a few list, a few listeners are going to be out there going, yeah, of course. But uh, yeah, so Mike Zimmer is <laughs> going to be out with an eye condition. Apparently, it worsened on Wednesday, so he's not going to coach uh, this Thursday night game. That might be uh, significant. But to be honest with you, and I'm going to look stupid, but it's just one of these dumb games that they'll end up winning, and people will be like, that makes no sense whatsoever. And you know, and then because do you know what I found, and let's have a chat about it because this is a comment that I heard, and I just want to shout out. <laughs> ridiculous ridiculous okay people are saying uh aaron Rodgers, a candidate for mvp no not a candidate for mvp and how i'm getting here from the whole viking situation is it's what has one of these feelings that if the vikings won that people would be like oh my god they're after knocking off a, a team that's won what 10 in a row so maybe just maybe they can go and clinch the division fairly easy and blah 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 so the narrative can turn so quickly to a vikings team on a massive decline you know to winning one game and for people to go oh it's back okay we bet the eagles and we were awesome aaron Rodgers was absolutely stupendously amazingly brilliant but i heard man this crush. narrative haha <laughs> man crush man sounded crush. very much like a man crush moment. hashtag man crush no his stats are ridiculous you know and it has people are always saying like oh you know if if aaron Rodgers was to go on a run now and we do run the table like would he be a candidate for mvp no not really i think people are kind of losing the, the run of themselves and us packers fans we get so damn excited now because we saw the offense firing on all cylinders that we sort of think jesus it's theirs to lose now and i think that's a danger, do you not think? I said think too much. Going we into are, this Texans game, Ryan, do you not, you know? Let, let's face it, we we had one win in the last five games. We shouldn't be getting overexcited and the Eagles are not a great team. Um, however, you can only beat what's on the field in front of you. And at this point, our current win streak is one. Mm. So that's where we're at. Um, let's not get too excited. Let's not start worrying yet about uh, the playoffs but certainly let's just work, keep worrying about that next game up and the next game up against the Texans here for me is another game that's perfectly winnable and when I started looking at it I didn't even realise the Texans are first in the AFC South Yep, played one game less than the 6-6 six and six, um, Titans oh, uh, so they're at 6-5 and five. and so but I mean I just I just couldn't understand that when I saw it because then I start looking through their team um and their team doesn't really scream at you that that's that that's a great offense. I mean, it's I don't know how that's a, a team that's won six games. Um, their defense is okay, um, but since losing JJ Watt, who's their superstar, um, sort of relying more again, I guess, on Brian Cushing and does Jadavian Clowney does he play or is he? Yeah, he does. You know? He's he's one of their best players. I mean, he's going to be an absolute danger on the night. So he's the guy that's obviously going to have to that's had to step into JJ Watt's um, role, but. This is not a team that I look at and go, on paper anyway, they should be first in the FC South and they shouldn't be giving us any problems. However, I did say very similar about the Titans, so we've got to be wary a little bit. Yeah, like how they've got there is because they're in a division with the damn Colts. Now, if we beat them, they're first in the division and if we beat them, they're tied first with the Colts. 
Um, and remember the Colts are a team that one of their executives when we we played them said this is going to be the worst team that the Packers have had to face all season they're probably the worst team in the NFL you know their division is is kind of similar to ours where everybody is kind of having their struggles and no one's really that dominant and anybody can win it and you don't know Uh, really what team you're facing you know I mean these are at a crossroads now they've six wins do they win the next few go you know do they reach the 10 mark and look like a decent team uh no is my personal opinion but on defense yeah so they have merciless and Clowney, uh who are ridiculous their free safety demps uh is pretty savage as well and boye is unbelievable the cornerback um if that's how you pronounce it um everybody else has pretty mediocre grades vince wilfork there was a lot of sort of fanfare about him going to the texans and it was all this sort of bromance that happened between him and jj watt Um, he's seen as a pretty poor uh defensive lineman his overall position rank is 83rd which is pretty uh atrocious payday <laughs> can you imagine yeah i mean he's he's passed it at this stage similarly smith on the line too i mean he's just barely better than he is so on defense they might give us trouble um because they're gonna put boye probably on adams or they'll have to pick their poison maybe with nelson although i'd say joseph will be on nelson who's a very serviceable cornerback as well um but again there was an interesting sort of uh discussion that was brought up as well ryan uh, tell me what you think about it you know do you put your best cornerback now on adams based on his play like his his dynamite play this season or do you always see jordy nelson as kind of the number one wide receiver i wonder what the texans are going to do there I, I like this idea and i've often heard a couple of teams refer to this over the years as having two number ones now at the start of the year i wouldn't say we had two number ones but i feel like I'm firmly in the camp now that the Green Bay Packers have two number one receivers in Devontae Adams and Jordy Nelson. So mm. focus on one of them at their peril because yeah. we keep saying it, and bearing in mind you've got Cobb there as well, okay, um, and you've got quite good depth in, in, in the receiving core. You focus on any one man more than another, you leave one man for open, and, and that's how our offense can start to carve teams apart. So I don't think any team can really cheat up on trying to trying to double cover or or you know try and try and force the ball towards any one way on the field because we've got talent all over it yeah it's going to be hard i think that the texans do have to pick their poison here the only thing that i can see uh, based on their defensive ends is is between merciless and Clowney. they have the capability of locking a rod in the pocket not allowing them to move um and then their linebacker mckinney certainly will probably now look if they, if they try uh blitz a-Rod we know can pick them apart especially on those really quick slant routes um, but they do have the capability of keeping A-Rod in there which is a concern I suppose um, because if he's pressured and they try flush him out of the pocket to a degree on blitzes that hamstring hamstring might come up now um, we saw in the last game that what the Packers were doing is they were playing an awful lot of you know shotgun they were trying to keep Aaron Rodgers well back there let him sit you know pick out a pass they weren't depending on him to run a whole lot that might be an issue in this game as well but i don't think that our defense again are going to be tested this week because brock osweiler has been nothing short of a liability there this is a dude who they paid 72 million for and his passer rating matches the massive payday that he got at 72 this is a guy who i mean the texans because look 
years and years ago uh always a packers fan but when i started writing about the nfl i wrote for a number of sites one of them was a, a website called second city fanatics and they needed a, a sort of not a beat writer because i'm not on the beat but they needed a writer to write solely about the texans so i said yeah i'll do it so i wrote solely about the texans so i've known about the texans i've had not the, I'm, i don't subscribe to that crap about people having second teams i don't have one and i had a bit of a soft spot for them so that if they were playing someone who obviously wasn't the packers which they never usually do obviously um i would sort of go you know jace i hope to do okay and i would sort of seen their quarterbacks over the years like hoyer schaub uh, tj yates case keenan was there rosenfels ryan fitzpatrick brock osweiler has been worse than every single one of them his passer rating is atrocious to try drive home just how bad this dude is and i just sort of heard how bloody irish i sounded there drive home if i can drive home if i can drive home how bad this dude is in a league with 32 teams he's the 33rd best or worst quarterback <laughs> in the league i mean how does that even happen from pro football focus right and that's and you might sort of think i'm taking the piss but i'm not in pro football focus there's 35 quarterbacks that have played enough snaps to be graded he's 33rd behind him and there's only two is our good old buddy old pal jay cutler and blaine gabbert so if it goes to show you what type of scale brock osweiler's on that'll show you this is a guy who you know who likes to throw up the interceptions i think he's had something like 11 or 13 interceptions slash fumbles 13 this is one of the things here just quickly i want to jump in on this all those people that were 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 maybe slagging rogers and saying about his, his you know poor and all the rest of it just compare the stats of the two quarterbacks here and you mm. started on it there 13 interceptions for brock yeah rogers has seven but look at the touchdowns so brock has 12 touchdowns 13 interceptions and rogers has 27 touchdowns to seven interceptions oh, rogers has thrown 3074 yards and brock 2307 yeah so this again is a year where everyone's going oh rogers is not at it. he's not out of the races not quite right and yet still that's the difference you know, things can be a hell of a lot worse, can't they? Yeah, I mean, Packer fans, we are spoiled, very spoiled. And um, when we look at this sort of stuff, uh, we sort of go, oh, you know, he's, he's off. But, you know, off, off for what he does. There was an awful lot of sort of uncharacteristic fumbles, you know. Just just imagine being 33 in a 32-team league. It's ridiculous, I mean, that's that's like uh what was it they say about spurs now the only the only football team to come third in a two-horse race I love that one. <laughs> yeah sorry for all the spurs fans out there but uh up your minds yeah because we know harry kane listens to the podcast all right harry <laughs> uh so yeah and the only the only real threat that i see from an offensive point of view for other texans is their tight end um fedorowitz he's been pretty dynamite this season and as well like this is a team that has deandre hopkins you know, who's one of the best wide receivers in the whole league. Uh, so Fedorowicz, he's the 10th best tight end. Um, and he's, for some reason, it's the same with all sort of pretty terrible quarterbacks. If you find out that a tight end, okay, not all terrible quarterbacks, because we know Tom Brady likes to use Gronk because he's just an absolute animal. But most of the time, a tight end who sort of comes from nowhere, uh, who has a massive part in an offense, is usually because he ends up being the safety valve for a quarterback who has to go for essentially a big-bodied receiver um, to try to get open in the center of the field and get that ball. So arguably, uh, when it came to Russell Wilson's first few seasons, I mean, he always went to his tight end. Uh, Drew Brees, who is quite small behind the line, usually goes to his tight end. Now, again, these guys, are they're, they're good quarterbacks, but they do have that sort of... Um, 
escape valve type of of tight end. You're very distracted there, Ryan. What's what's cracking with you, man? Can you hear the dog? Is this a dog I, that they let out to take a crap in your backyard? Every podcast. No, 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 no. Right. I don't own a dog, but somebody around here owns a dog, and it just seems to be that every time they see us recording a podcast, they let the dog out to bark at the windows. <laughs> Jesus. I mean, seriously. Do you know what? It's like one of those mothers who puts their daughter in a beauty pageant. You know, they just try to get them famous somehow. This dog now is getting a mention. He better be sponsoring this damn podcast. I don't hear him the rest of the day. It's crazy. Something Sorry. Else. So, yes, I was I was distracted because I was thinking, don't talk over my good friend, Stephen O'Brien. Indeed. So, yeah, Fedorowicz uh, has been pretty dynamite. DeAndre Hopkins is a big play receiver who's pretty dynamite. And then, of course, they signed Lamar Miller, who is, a, you know, he's a very serviceable quarter or uh, running back as well. Now, again, if you look at his stats, he comes in 33rd in his position. But, you know, he could still sort of carve us open. And again, in the league of 32 teams. But here's something that I kind of want to address here um, as well, because this this... I don't know. It's it's kind of like lazy journalism. They they focus on one thing, and they're like, here, I'll give you a few examples. It's like cliches. It's like when someone talks about the weather. They go, "Yeah, well, it's a grand day for a bit of drying," or uh, "Jesus, at least it's not raining," or "Oh, it could be worse," or uh, "Smile, you know, it it could ha- it could not happen," or some bullshit like this, right? So I'm Smile. I'm I'm here to attack this because that used to annoy me, right? Because I have this thing called resting bitch face. Okay. Yeah. It's where Agreed. my my face, when it's not smiling or I'm not spouting stuff, it it rests into kind of a frown, right? So I look looks like, like you got the arse. The arse. I've got a face like a slapped arse, essentially. So I go around with this sort of general frown, and I remember some builder, right, or whoever called out of a a vanity. All right, man, smile. It might never happen. Like, what if my parents had died, or what if my dog had got ran over, or what if my girlfriend had left me? What if it had happened? And he's like, oh, it might never happen. It has happened. It's happened. I'm upset. But anyway, I've got this resting bitch face. So people always assume that, you know, I'm a little bit angry. But what I don't like is I don't like these sort of cliched phrases. And one that's came out this week has been, well, the Packers have Demarius Randall back at cornerback. So we're going to be okay. Right? Um, Yeah. Demarius Randall, I like the guy. Uh, He's got a lot of heart. But when it comes to his season, this season hasn't been great. His position rank at cornerback, 116th. Yeah. But did you not think in his last game when he came back that he actually looked pretty decent? Because I thought he looked a bit better. He looked back on it. He looked more... I don't know. But then I thought generally the secondary looked a bit better. But that's the problem. You see, the problem is, and I'm guilty of it and everyone's guilty of it, is that you can look at something and say, yeah... That looked all right. I remember two seasons ago, I thought the defense played uh, with an awful lot of heart and it looked like they were almost getting interceptions all the time. I was like, geez, they're so close. So I remember going down to write an article and I wrote in the article, the defense are done, have done really well. Uh, you know, they're flying around the field and I was going on and I was praising them and I looked into the stats and it was one of their worst seasons in the history of the Packers. And I was like, that can't be right. But it's because of what I thought they looked like versus what they were actually doing on the field. And I so think what you're saying is I'm wrong. Yeah. No, it's just from from a stat perspective, you know, it's like an awful lot of people like <laughs> uh, like Micah Hyde, uh, for instance. And I know on one of the earlier podcasts, I said, you know, I wasn't majorly high on the guy. I, I didn't know where he kind of fit in. And people are saying, oh, Micah Hyde, no, he's good. He's 88th in cornerbacks. Demarius Randall is 116th. 
um, and cornerbacks and then in linebackers if you look at a guy like Joe Thomas he's 67th you know so an awful lot of these players that you look at and they, they might make one play they're kind of you know look I'm open to a player making a momentum shift playing the game but sometimes if that's all you focus on you miss kind of the bad stuff so I don't think Demarius Randall is going to be our answer um, but when it comes to lining up against Fuller and Hopkins we're going to have Gunter and Rollins there um, who will do a job on them they're considerably better um, than the likes of Randall I mean Gunter's coming in at 55th which is a is a big cry above 116th and Quinton Rollins then is coming in at 70th in his position which look is far better than 116th but I just don't like that narrative of oh we've got a healthy player back so that means we're sorted we're not no no it's too easy answer um, I think though when you're looking at positional ranks for individual players um it's very hard once you get a low rating to 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 boost it back up because there's not enough games to to suddenly you'd have to perform at an exceptional level to really bring it back up quick the more important thing for me is how can we do as a unit so i'm looking at the secondary as a whole i'm looking at a linebacker as a whole defensive lines as a whole and so on and so on and so on and we saw our offense do it last week where we suddenly snapped into a just a slightly different style of doing things and it worked quite nicely so I know we've all been down on capers for a while, but we did better last week. If we can make the same improvements again um, going into this one, then maybe individually as players we don't have the superstar names or we do have the superstar names, but they're not performing at a superstar level. But as it's whether we can now recover as a unit. And I know there'll be stats out there that will grade our units compared to other units on other teams and what the average is in the league and so on. But all we've got to do is play the week in front of us there's no point anymore about worrying about the weeks behind us because they're done we've either played well we've played poorly we've won we've lost we can only play the next game so it's whether we can make the adjustments now on the back of this and and let's let's not discount what a massive difference getting that win has done mentally for the team Mm. everybody in the media was saying the packers are finished they're done they're a joke um everyone should be fired Rogers has got problems this person's got problems that person everybody's injured right and then you go out there and you get a win when nobody believed you could get a win you get a couple of additions back from injury you get a player come through the door like Christine Michael that should be ready soon you know it doesn't take much to suddenly flip a season and this is the point we've got to do it because there's not enough weeks left for it to be any later now and I hope the Eagles game is the start of that and everything on paper if I'm looking at the comparisons between the two teams everything is saying that the Packers win this game yeah certainly does and the sort of shocking thing about it is is it's not only us fans who are getting carried away with this one win or the media the Packers to win the Super Bowl uh, before the Eagles game they were 44 <laughs> to 1 when after they won that Eagles game now they're 15 to 1 so it'll go to show you how much stock that they put into it when Aaron Rodgers is firing on all cylinders um, you know th- because that's do you know what? It's kind of like the Texans' defense was was centered around J.J. Watt, and the fact that they have the fifth best defense still in the NFL without him is quite astonishing. Because it's a player like him that you build your defense around. He's the statement player, and similarly, that's the way it is with Aaron Rodgers. I mean, we've built our offense around Aaron Rodgers. We've built all of our playbook around Aaron Rodgers because he needs to play at that exceptionally high level for us to be able to do what we do which is why we suffer so poorly in the seasons that he has been out with injury and that we've had somebody else come in it's not particularly a Matt Flynn issue you know it it when he was playing it was because you know he suffered 
because he wasn't able to perform the things that Aaron Rodgers was. Now, I'm not talking about the Cowboys wow. game where he broke wow. all kinds of records. Can't uh, believe you forgetting the Cowboys game. Yeah, but I mentioned this. So that's the thing. That's a more of a reflection on the Cowboys, right? And that got him his payday. Jesus. I mean, he got paid millions, went off to Seattle um, and elsewhere and then came back. But anyway, I digress. Uh, so our all offense is built around A-Rod to play at that high exception level. And now that he is again, um, I think we can roll him. But it's exactly how you mentioned in the last podcast. I mean, it's hard for our defense when they're struggling and we have these players, you know, like Demarius Randall, um, like Joe Thomas, like Micah Hyde who's struggling they struggle because of a high workload and they're expected to do more um, it's it's kind of like Devontae Adams when he was injured last season was expected to step up into that they say number two role because of Randall Cobb but in all honesty Randall Cobb is always going to be a slot receiver so he had to step up maybe into that number one and that, that's very hard for somebody to do so they have to do what they did good third down conversion uh, score on their opening driver too and to give them a bit of a lead to try eliminate the run even though we're very efficient at it and to cause Brock Osweiler to try have to throw the ball the whole time and you know where he's going he's going to DeAndre Hopkins in his first read or Fedorowicz in his second if we can shut down those two players I think we're going to be really really successful because the last time that they came to Lambeau uh, we did pretty well in 2008 uh, we bet them 24-21 it was a tight game because I think two of our last three games against them have been three points or more uh, but the last time that we actually played them, which wasn't in Lambo, which is in their home stadium, we bet them 42 to 24. So I reckon that that type of win is on the cards as long as the hamstring isn't too much of a hindrance. And, you know, also if we can get Clay Matthews back on the on the field. What did you think of that hit, uh, Ryan? Clay Matthews came out and said that it was a dirty hit. Um, no, I'd, 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 I disagree because the lineman's got a job to do. His, was it a running back or a receiver or something was out there, wasn't it? And at the end of the day, Clay Matthews was trying to tackle his player. So the lineman has a job to do. Yeah. Now it wasn't a dirty hit. It wasn't it wasn't a hit to head. He didn't he didn't dive down at his knees. He just put a hit in on him. And mm. he didn't see it coming. And that and that's it's horrible when you get hit like that. And there's a chance you get hurt, there's a chance it makes your head spin. Um but I didn't really see too much wrong with it, to be honest. If one of our players did that, we'd we'd be screaming at the telly and jeering. Yeah. So I, I didn't see too much of an issue with it. Probably a bit of pride hurt because he didn't see it coming and he's ended up getting hurt from it. Yeah, it looked embarrassing. It's one of those hits that you don't even have to look back at it and go, oh, Jesus, I didn't even see that. You, everyone in the stadium saw it straight away and they kept playing the replays over the over the stadium. I mean, you looked at it every time there was this sort of, sort of half jeer, half gasp. And I think that's all it is. I mean, even two days after that, he said to the media, like, oh, it was a cheap shot, but, you know, I'm going to keep what I have to say about it behind closed doors. Like, just saying, yeah, I didn't agree with it. I thought it was dirty, but it wasn't. And, you know. Yeah, that, the only thing I'll say is watch out uh, Alan Barber when we play the Eagles again, because you know he's not going to forget his number. No. Oh, um, yeah. He's going to rip his But it's something could happen. Uh, the, the, you know, and it probably will be a cheap shot when he gets him back if he's convinced that it was one this time. But I do think, unfortunately, on this one, he's wrong. Yeah, because, again, it's kind of like one finger pointing away from you. What did they say? There's another four fingers pointing back. This is from a player who nearly ripped Russell Wilson's head off that time, which I thought was a very cheap shot when he lowered his shoulder into his head. Um, uh, I didn't see a problem with that one. No? Uh, yeah, of course. And uh, an ex-Badger, that's terrible. And then when he went and got Colin Kaepernick, which I'm personally delighted about, who was about four miles outside, probably having a drink of Gatorade, and he ripped him down and slammed him into the ground too. 
I, I would say go back and review the footage. I think I remember he was inbounds. It was a fair hit. <laughs> I watched it before the podcast. Definitely wasn't. I mean, if you want, it's well, not even. It was, it was nearly in. <laughs> he was he was a Colin Kaepernick throw distance in towards the sideline, which is that's Look. considerable. Look, I'll say this: if Colin Kaepernick had still been in bounds, it'd have been okay. So, <laughs> uh, yeah, I think that's the point. <laughs> it's kind of like saying, "Okay, well, I, I slept with a girl, but if we weren't together, that would be fine." But we are. But if we weren't together, <laughs> but this is the way I see it, right? And I remember a game I was playing back when I played football. I played either in goal or I played centre mid, or occasionally I try and get up front. Mainly that was just because I couldn't be bothered to run back when I was playing centre mid. Right. But I remember taking this guy out and, I mean, I cleaned him out. And I was going full pace, which was, you know, fairly, fairly, uh, well, it was, it was quite slow. Miles an hour. <laughs> yeah. But, and I took this guy out and he jumps up and there's a bit of a commotion as there always is in Sunday League football. And I said to him, not my fault, mate, you were too quick. <laughs> and it's, that's the truth. That's the truth. So, you know, it wasn't, wasn't Clay's fault. It's just that's when he got there. Yeah. Fair enough. Yeah. So that's my justification of it. And this is the reason why Ryan Peacock never made it as a referee. Well, listen, mate. All right. I'm not going to give him a red card, Paul. No penalty. You're just too quick. Look, referees, unfortunately, and if there's any listen, I apologise for this, but you're a referee because you couldn't play the sport you loved. Not my problem. Jesus. None of them can make a good decision. This podcast is all, almost as controversial as when uh, we had Greg Jennings on. <laughs> Which I said to Greg. Actually, do you know what? We're going to have to do a podcast. Name drop. Name drop. We're going to have to do a podcast on the pre and post and during and bloopers of these celeb episodes. I've seen some things. I've seen dead people. You know what I mean? It's like when you say to someone, like, for instance, with the Greg thing, I said to him, Greg, because it was the week that he was um, slightly off topic. We have to have an off topic bill. But uh, Greg was on, I think it was on ESPN, one of these big glitzy shows where everybody's wearing multicolored garments and they're all jumping up from underneath the table and then they pan across to someone on a different desk and then someone's got their top off. You know, there's always something crazy going on. There's horns going off and sirens and lights dropping. So he was on one of these and he started talking about, oh, you know, Brett Favre versus Aaron Rodgers, all this type of lark. So I thought, you know what, I'm not going to even go there with him because we're Packer fans and I, I know how he feels about Aaron Rodgers. So I don't want him to go and slate Aaron Rodgers or the Packers. And so I said to him at the start, I said, listen, Greg, which is kind of the opposite because that's the way we are here, right, Ryan? I mean, we don't look for headlines and we don't look for someone to say something controversial and then try snip it out the stuff in the podcast and try make it sound like you said, oh, do you hear what he said about your ma? Do you remember that in the playground? Do you hear what he said about your mum? Do you hear what he said? Oh, you wouldn't want to know what he said about your mum. So it was kind of like that. And I said to Greg, don't say, you know, you don't have to say I'm controversial. It's not what we're after. Just going to ask you a few questions about your career. You were there for a long time. It looks like you've, you've put all that Aaron Rodgers stuff behind him. Jesus. The minute I said to him, so how did it feel, you know, when you got, when you got drafted by Green Bay? 99.9% of all the other answers that I've ever got to that question have been, oh, it was amazing. It was a great opportunity. The Packers were great. He was like, I was raging. Raging, I had I got drafted by the Packers. I was sitting with my buddy and I thought, oh, Jesus, anybody but the Green Bay Packers. I was like, Jesus Christ, that's where this territory is going with this podcast, Ryan. You're as, you're as bad as Greg Jennings. Well, because I said I don't, I don't, I don't like referees. I do. Our referee listenership is quite large. The amount of zebras out there now grazing and listening to this podcast are going to be pissed off. It's not that I don't. It's not that I don't like them, but I don't think I've ever come across one that's made an agreeable decision. <laughs> that's because you're always the dirty player am I, am I wrong am I lying am no, I, I don't lying? know I don't know because well who knows 
But I'm just saying that quite often I feel they make the wrong decision. And I feel sometimes I've been vindicated over the years in most sports I've played. And I feel it's unfair. <laughs> Open so I now blame all referees. From Ryan Peacock to the people. But look, this, this is a very important game against the Texans. I think if we win this and as we expect the Vikings get clobbered, uh, well, then we have a good chance to still try to take the NFC North. But it is an uphill battle. And we don't want to be those sort of blind fans who think, yeah, it's, it's in the bag. But this looks like it has all the hallmarks, Ryan, doesn't it, of coming down to the wire because our last three games are against division opponents. And it'll so be, important. Oh, man. It's just so. We're just yeah. going to be trading. And the fact that we've beaten the Lions already will stand to test of us, hopefully, and that we don't get sort of plastered by one of these teams on the way. I need to go off topic a second. Go on. So when you say beat, you say bet. But when you say beaten, you say beaten. Yeah. You don't say beaten. No. Ah, see, uh, there you go. There you go. Learn some Irish, listeners. There's some Irishisms. Doesn't make make any sense, but... Hey, look, there's plenty of stuff uh, English people say. Like, all right, uh, have you got free? Can I have free of them? Free, as in F-R-E-E. No, free. What? What are you talking about? So the difference between free with an F and three... With a TH, which, I mean, if you're getting schooled on a word with TH in it. I can't believe that you've yeah. picked three when you say it tree. Tree. Tree them. But that's the it's thing. A- you're being schooled on English by an Irishman. It's it's disgraceful. All right, mate. Can I free you then? But anyway, look, it's we're, we're having, we, look, this is a divide. I'll and- speak the Queen's English, so whatever. <laughs> Jeez, come on. Let's, let's get back on topic. Let's wrap this thing up. So any more parting thoughts now with this Texans action? Parting torts. Okay, um, no, we're going to win. Uh, everything says we're going to win. We're ahead of them in just about every single category on offense. So time of possession, third down conversion, points per game, uh, sorry, pass yards per game, total yards per game. The only one that beat us on is rush yards per game. No shot car there. Defense, we are total yards per game allowed. The Texans are ahead. But passing yards per game allowed... Texans are ahead. Uh, rush yards per game allowed. Texans the only yeah no 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 we got that one, we got that one. Um, points per game allowed. Texans win that one, and the third down conversions allowed. Texans win that one. So essentially, what it says is we're better on offense, they're better on defense. Uh, so again, it's going to come down to what works out on the day. I think our defense would be good enough to put up with their offense because I don't feel it's good enough. Um, and our offense is is just going to blow it away. So I think here, shall I make a score prediction? Because I always end up looking stupid when I make score predictions. Oh, well, then definitely make a score prediction. Let's do it. Okay, so we're going to win by 13 points. That's fair. Because 13 is my lucky number, so I've taken that one. Okay. Well, I'm not going to make a score prediction, but yeah, look, with this game, we win the uh, turnover differential. Brock Osweiler can be a turnover machine. We're used to Ooh. playing against those quarterbacks when we go up against GA. Come on, come on. Be brave. Put a name on who's going to get our interception. First one. I called Nick Perry sack the other week. Yeah. So you've got to call the interception. Uh, do you know what? After talking, muck about him. Well, not muck about him. I've just, I've, I've just, I've yeah, just, <laughs> Micah Hyden. And actually, we'll get to Micah Hyden. The other one will be Demarius Randall. He'll have the game. Obviously, he'll be like the uh, defensive player of the week. No, I'm not talking trash about them. We don't trash the team, of course, but um, I'm just ta- I'm just talking stats. But I just hate when someone go, oh, this player, and they don't know anything behind it. So, um, so I reckon. I believe in you. No, Clinton Dix. I think he's been doing well, um, and I think that he'll come down with an interception. 
and like they're also with you because we're struggling on turnover differential um, as well and they are too uh, even more so than we are I think the only way their defense stops us is on is on downs you know I don't, I don't think they'll particularly I don't think they'll get to us too much I don't think they'll sack A-Rod I think they'll just put enough pressure on them um, so that they get us off the field on third down um, but I don't think that they'll get any interceptions because that was an issue for us turning over the ball fumbling the ball inexplicably so now yeah. I think that you know we've shored up that issue we're not going to do it because even when you call out A-Rod stats there that kind of surprised me how many interceptions that he had because he's usually so careful with the ball I mean was it not long ago that he hadn't had an interception at Lambeau for what three four years it was something, yeah, something crazy yeah it was something, something insane crazy. so yeah look I, I do think it's one in the wing column I think that the uh the Vikings lose. The, the Lions are up against the Saints. And the Saints have a 5-6 and six record, which is an odd one, really, because on offense, they're the number one offense in the NFL. And the Lions have to go uh, to Mercedes-Benz Superdome to face the Saints. So I reckon they get waxed in that game. Which yeah, means that, definitely. you know, we pull level then with the Vikes. Uh, I know that they, they're still going to be ahead based on the sort of, um, you know, head-to-head matchup and we're only one behind the lions and then it will come down to those three games at the end of the season yeah um anybody that thinks this division is sewn up over packers are out of it are crazy and i'm not going to name the podcast because the fact they had a guest on that said that uh what was it something along the lines of any you any packers fan that thinks there's still a chance of of playoffs is is a is deluded or something along yeah, those lines bonkers and he said there's something in the kool-aid that got yeah. uh, messed up over the atlantic and again as I mean, you say we're not going to name him no we could, but that guy i i would love it oh my, i feel like a kevin keegan <laughs> i would love it if we beat them a bit louder yeah. you have to shout it into the mic so i can't i can't i'm only a gentle fellow oh. <laughs> i would love it if we beat them so yeah i feel like i would love it if come the end of the season we've run the table and we can just tweet this guy's account and call him a plum yeah so that'd be nice because we were going to because the two of us kind of looked at each other didn't we when uh, we saw people getting on to us saying did you hear what this guy's after saying about you now he said UK Packer fans and yes we're the UK Packers but and we do represent all of you um, who follow us that's that's who we are um, but he didn't name drop us specifically it was a real like Jim he said about your mum sort of moment and um, we didn't bite and the two of us looked at each other didn't we thinking oh we have to put this guy to task here and then we thought no do you know what let's screenshot the tweet sit back wait till we win the division and then come back and wax his ass not in yeah. a weird way not like I don't want to you know this is not back crack and sack wax action here I'm talking about you know you know talk trash if you will <laughs> yeah yeah anyway probably enough of what me and you think should we find out what uh, what the followers think a follower shout out let's go okay so we're going to just run through here bang 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 bang. so we got a guy here luke stacy and i think he's actually quite new to the group so i think he only uh liked us on facebook this week this week Mm -hmm. so and he's already jumped straight in makes a prediction he says packers win which is good so you're off to a good start luke packers win but by less than 10 so he's calling it a bit tighter than me do it like a tiger I like this from Colin Crooks on Facebook. He says, uh, and this is this is a this is a Green Bay veteran now. We can call this guy, can't oh, we? Yeah. Two years out of two, he's gone to Green Bay. Colin Crooks gives some advice. He says, early dinner, get insulated, and watch in dread. <laughs> so I don't know if he's feeling Jesus. quite so positive as us. No, but the, we have to mention like Colin's been a fan what since the sixties. So since I mean, 60s. he's been through rough stuff. 
yeah he's uh he's lived through some bad times uh <laughs> And of course, just just to wrap up the Facebook uh, mentions as well on here, Tom Coles, everybody's oh. favorite drinker. I'll, so, have, I'll have to put in the Party Boy music from um, from what's that show, Jackass? <laughs> Hold on, I get it going. I get it going. Yeah. There we go, Tommy Boy. There's your team music, pal. So to, I think Tom, I think it's just now been settled that Tom end of the season Super Bowl party. Tom has got to put on the mankini and hopefully not get thrown out of the club. Oh yeah. Um, but he says the Packers win by at least seven. Ty and Michael to get more opportunities. Um, he says by Sunday night. So he's going slightly different to you. He says the Lions will be seven and five. So he's got them down to win. The Vikings will be six and six, and the Packers will be six and six. Funnily enough, doesn't mention the Bears. They mu- must be out of the race. I'm guessing. Well, no, the Lions are seven at the moment, right? So he's putting them down to lose because we oh, should see, be. This is my this is my fantastic maths again, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. I'm just here for I'm the pretty face. I'm not the brains. But uh, and let, let me um, let me put out a few mentions ourselves because we see some regular dudes coming in on Twitter, and as well as that, lads, like get onto the Facebook and give some comments there. We need to get this thing popping off because we have. A pretty big Facebook following, and we'd love you to get on there and just have an old chat because the best place to go back and forward somehow is kind of like a forum. But uh, let's give a shout out to uh, Matt Tisdale. Got to give a shout out to Matt. I mean, he's always uh, he's all Jager over the Twitter. Jaeger Bomb King. Jaeger Bomb King. Andy Davies. Got to give a shout out to Andy Davies. He's always around. Russell de Carteret, which is one of my favourite second names. I think it's a, I think it's oh, a silent T, bro. De Carteret. Yeah, that's what. Well, that's what. That's just the way I read it. You're very cultured. No, but I said it before when I asked a question of someone and he said, thanks for pronouncing my name right. And it didn't sound that sarcastic. It sounded right. Russell, get in contact, will you, pal? And let me know who's right. Is it uh, Ryan? Ryan, give it a go. Uh, Russell D. Carteret. D. Carteret. That sounds a bit sexy, doesn't it? Uh, and I'm Russell D. Carteret. Hmm. Yeah, see, that's just wrong. It's, yeah, Don't worry. And another Russ, one. Um, Russ, remember that we, uh, we are rooming together at the Super Bowl party, so... You know, give He's, me give me one in the wing column. You you make him sound like an actor from a, a movie like Chocolat, you know, <laughs> like you know with it's Johnny Depp. That's that's got to be a French name. No? Russell de Carteret in the background. I yeah, but look, they do that to the same. Oh, Shag Hennessy is what they call uh, <laughs> O'Shaughnessy over in America. So Aaron, Aaron, you know, yeah, they do tend to. Balaki, where Balaki at? Yeah, if anybody doesn't know that skit, go on to uh, YouTube and look up. Jesus, um, what's her name again? I keep thinking Penn and Teller, but that's showing my damn age. I've no, I've no idea, but I'm guessing if you just type into Google A A Ron, it'll yeah. probably come up. It's the substitute teacher sketch. They're they're absolute one of my favorite uh, comedy duo. I don't know the name. Yeah, so where's D Nice? D Nice. <laughs> Do you mean Denise? So. Uh, Robert Stemsky as well. Uh, Bob at Bob Bruce. He always hits us up. Um, He's great on Twitter and also hits us up on our SoundCloud account. One of the only lads who actually comments on the SoundCloud account. And lastly, I think, Ryan, we have to give an honourable shout-out to Kyle Cortex. Big fan of the podcast. Major Packer fan. Um, at Kyle Cortex on Twitter. Good dude. Give him a follow. So I think, Jesus, we've, we've shouted out a lot of people. He did this, confirm, this though, didn't he? He did confirm that Cortex was not his surname. Yeah, it's disappointing. So we don't know what his surname is. It's still a mystery. It's probably something really bad now. Jackie Steed's on it as well. He's talking. He said the PAX, the PAX mojo is back. Mm. There's loads of people getting in contact. So do, lads, get in contact. This is what it's all about, Jesus. But look, we'll have to end her there. Uh, we're running up into uh, 
to plenty of time. So look, lads, let's hope we get this Texas win and we're back yeah, some kicking some ass, getting up that table, run the table, as A-Rod would say. Any talk of MVP talk, just follow the words of A-Rod and relax. But from myself, at NFL on Twitter, from the group, at UK Packers, and from me old buddy, me old buff, at Ryan Peacock NFL. It's goodbye for now. Snow is falling all, all around, around us. <laughs> we need to know the words. Having Wait. fun. Tis the season for love loving and understanding. understanding. Merry Christmas, everyone. I love to put in We're little gonna stuff. have a party tonight. <laughs>